1: Curling fans, you've come to the one place With everything you need involving USA Curling and more It's the Extra Extra In Podcast With the 12th Inn Sports Network And hosts Price Atkinson and Joe Calabrese Get ready for everything you need to know News, interviews, points of view, and club spotlights anything involving usa curling can be found here it's the extra extra in podcast with the 12th in sports network
2: now here are price and joe episode 20 we have liftoff price Atkinson, the godfather himself joe calabrese back after a week off last week and joe i have to apologize to you and all our listeners last week kind of got away with uh got away from me last week with A lot of things going on. Still kind of getting my feet on the ground after being gone uh, to Kalamazoo and especially preparing to get ready to go to Denmark uh, later this week for the Women's World Championships, but going to make it up to everybody. Uh, We've got uh, Tyler George coming up in this episode and going to bring you a couple episodes while we're over in Denmark for the Women's World Championship as Team Sinclair will be taking the ice on Saturday night all those games will be shown on NBC Sports and the Olympic Channel, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Joe, welcome in. How's it going? Really good, Price. How you been, man? Been good. I've been good. It's uh, you know, this is a time of the year that challenges me like no other in terms of being a a a obviously curling, but a huge college basketball fan because unfortunately my two favorite sports of college basketball and curling. The championship season for both comes pretty much right at the same time in the month of March. You know, had a birthday last week, had a lot of fun. But you turn the page to this month, the month of March is the to me the best sports month of the year because NCAA tournament. You have championship season for you know the women's world championships, the men's world championships. You have you have all kinds of different championships. You know, in our sport, Uh, bond spiels going on everywhere. The Briar finish. I mean, this to me is the month of all sports months i just i there's just not enough time in the day for me joe to be real honest that's what it comes down to
3: so i i see how you figured it out you figure you just go to another country watch the curling then you know you probably have your phone or some sort <laughs> of uh tablet device you watch your basketball that way. I got it figured out, man. That works out pretty well.
2: It's going to be a problem. Uh and somebody will say, "Well, you're going to Denmark. How can that be a problem?" Well, it's going to be a problem because I got to follow my Kentucky Wildcats while I'm over there. I got to follow. I've never this will be the first time in my 43 years on this earth that I will in I guess I'll have to technically say miss you know the two be- the two best days of the year when it comes to sports and that's the Thursday and Friday of the I guess technically the second round of the NCAA basketball tournament i this is going to be new territory i'm going to be staying up in all hours of the night it's a 6 hour time difference from east coast time I'm going to figure it out, I have a VPN connection. I'll have my subscription fired back up. I'm praying there won't be any internet issues. I'm hoping that the master technician himself, Jerry Gertz, will have some kind of high-flying you know, system so the internet and the wireless will be anything but shoddy. But I, I will have a way. I will figure it out. I will be able to watch it. I will be able to take in college basketball but i just uh it it is going to be unchartered territory for me joe but speaking of territory you're uh you're getting a little territorial too going uh north of the border to play what this coming weekend
3: yeah leaving on thursday uh, me and my uh, team are going to be playing in the gordon international if you've been playing in this i think this will be our fifth year playing in this uh not all consecutively we had one year off but we're real excited it's uh Chance for all the GNCC teams to take on teams from uh, north of the border. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Last last time, if if you recall, we talked about this last year on the podcast. It ended in a tie. Uh, a twenty game uh, point spiel ended in a tie. So yep. every rock is the briar. That's what we. That's our new motto. Every rock is the briar. So we're gonna we're gonna be going all out this weekend.
2: Unbelievable. By the way, and and certainly good luck to you guys. I hope you all have a great time. I, I do remember talking about and you tell me about that last year. It, real quick. Did you see the briar? Did you see the conclusion Uh what would have been last night, Sunday night?
3: Yeah, it's funny, Price. You know what I did? I watched the first few ends, and, and it was 2 uh Alberta, and then I, I decided to watch something else. I think it was Walking Dead. I decided to watch Walking Dead, and, <laughs> and I come back, and it's the eighth end. And it's still two nothing, yeah. and I'm like, "What? What happened? Well, obviously nothing happened between the third and the eighth end. I guess, I guess, a lot of good shots that wound up making uh, blank ends possible. But I, I did watch the conclusion of that, and man, uh, what a heartbreaking loss for Botcher! Uh, that draw just slid, you know, about a foot too much. Um, otherwise, he's he's going to be Briar champion most likely.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned it on a couple of the last podcasts. You know, I left North Battleford when after Botcher and them won the last Slam, the Canadian Open. I <laughs> I was convinced that's the best men's team in the world, and you know they had to go the wild card route to get in. They played great uh, all week. I still can't believe they came back from what was it five down? Four, they were down 5-0 to Carruthers in Manitoba and and rallied to win that game somehow. Um, but then yeah, getting all the way to the final and. Yeah, Cooey's got to make that. I mean, just I mean, what else can you say? I mean, it's just incredible. With what thirteen seconds left, and uh, otherwise, Botcher is heading off to the Men's World Championship in Lethbridge. But Kevin Cooey, a fourth Briar title in the way, the dramatics. I'm with you. It was a largely boring game. I actually flipped away, and went and did other things as I was trying to get used to uh, and get a little, get in bed a little early last night with daylight savings times, but. Boy, am I glad I stayed up and saw the finish. Absolutely thrilling. So, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, an inter- yeah.
3: sorry, a really yep. terrific performance there by Cooey. goes undefeated through the briar. That's something that's pretty difficult to do uh, for sure. And, and you know, he's going to be uh, certainly the favorite going into Worlds.
2: Yeah, I thought it was interesting that only four teams have ever done that, gone wire to wire, not tasted defeat one time in the briar. And the irony is that the all four of those teams all came from Alberta, uh, that had done it before so congratulations to Kevin Cooey but we got to turn the page Joe again we're going to talk with Tyler George uh, the new U.S. Uh, curling ambassador who's we saw him in uh, Kalamazoo and got to catch up with him a little bit going to talk to him a little bit later here guest interview here in the podcast um, but we got a whole lot to get to and we in that whole lot is a lot happening around the U.S. so we got our can- Canadian stuff out of the way real quick but You know, it's been a little while, or at least a week. We were off last week, so we got to go back to uh, Mixed Doubles Nationals in Seattle. Uh, B.A. and Steve were on the scene there, but congratulations to Corey Christensen and John Schuster defeating Vicky Persinger and Christopher Plies in that final. And John and Corey, they are off to the Mixed Doubles Worlds in Norway coming up in May. Congratulations on a great performance all week.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you caught the end of that game, but that was an interesting ending as well. Um, uh, Christensen had put uh, Persinger and Plies in a pretty bad spot. Uh, time was running down. I don't think they had a shot no matter how much time they had left, but Vickie, uh gunned one down there, and it just wasn't to be, and, and that's what put uh, Schuster and Christensen to the victory.
2: Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. And uh, it, give me give me your thoughts on uh, you know from B A and Steve out there. How I mean, a little bit different uh, different setup, uh, different experience for the 12th Sports Network. By all accounts, looked like it was uh, you know went off without mostly a hitch.
3: Yeah, you know, what was interesting about it was that because of the sort of relaxed schedule of mixed doubles and how games end pretty quickly, Brian had some time off, which was kind of unusually, went a little sightseeing. And, you know, that's something that we I never have heard of before at one of our events. <laughs> so I was a little jealous that he got a chance to get kind of ch- check out uh, Seattle a little bit.
2: Yeah, that's pretty rare, even to to be able to go any place outside of to get some food, to go any place outside of hotel to facility that is unheard of. And, you know, they had a little bit of a, uh, uh, I guess they had a little bit of a water park, uh, unexpected water park time is one thing I saw the BA post. That's so true. Give me the lowdown. Yeah.
3: So apparently, um, well during about a 15 minute period, the power went out in the curling club and then they were notified that there was a hotel fire. Um, it didn't affect any of our, our of Brian or Steve's rooms, but, uh, the sprinklers went off and I, I, heard that some of the folks at the usca and some of their rooms may have been a little bit wet so um yeah kind of an exciting time for about 15 20 minutes there we had to delay the start of a game and you know we got back on the air as soon as uh they had internet so it was it was an interesting time but other than that it went off without a hitch
2: yeah well great job to them congratulations uh, again to john and cory headed to the world championship in norway but some more things going on around the world uh, of usa curling joe how about the uh, U.S. College Curling Championship, I mean Gordon McLean. He works uh, secretary of the the board of directors for the USCA. He works a lot with the uh, the college teams, and you know helps spearhead that. And over at the Broomstones Curling Club outside of Boston. Congratulations to North Dakota State, just like their uh, uh, 1AA, or I get in trouble for saying that, uh, FCS football team, uh, the Bison winning the uh, championship in college football, they win the college curling championship at Broomstone over the weekend with a 6-2 victory over New York Polytechnic Institute.
3: Yeah. Let me, uh, give a quick shout out to RIT who were, uh, the winners of pool C and they wound up, I think losing to North Dakota state in the quarterfinals and then Syracuse university, which is a brand new, uh, curling entity. Uh, they started to win three and then they wound up in the consolation pool and won it all. So, uh, Real interesting kind of results for the Western New York teams, and I was real proud of both of the results.
2: Yeah, MIT and Yale, the other two uh, semifinalists that uh, fell by the wayside to uh, New York Polytechnic Institute and North Dakota State. But congratulations to the Bison using a eight person rotation that I read to uh, to win the College Nationals. So again, congratulations to them. Another uh, over at World Championship, the World Wheel- Wheelchair. Curling championship over in Sterling, Scotland. Joe, uh, Steve imp skipping uh, team USA, and you know I had really some of the most impactful interviews I've done that I've enjoyed. That I mean, frankly, I got emotional. Is is Steve and Megan Leno, who uh, members of our uh, Paralympic team USA uh, Paralympic team, you know they were over there uh, on you know the team USA com- competing at the World Wheelchair Curling Championship in Sterling. And, man, they got off to a really good start. I believe they won their first three games and came out like gangbusters, but then just really fell on hard times and could not get it going uh, as they did not uh, find their way to the podium. But we can can say congratulations to China who won the gold medal, and then Scotland, the silver, and Korea, and the bronze, Joe.
3: Yeah, it looks like, uh, looking at the U.S. wheelchair results, it looks like they lost three games by one point. So that's a tough way to kind of to go down, but they were just two games out of, uh, playoff contention. So, uh, maybe, uh, next time around for, uh, USA world, uh, wheelchair.
2: Yep. So, uh, but congratulations to them. A lot of teams, you know, certainly finishing up their seasons. And we say congratulations not because you didn't win, but just you know the hard work that so many of the teams put in for a long, long season that you know really gets longer. This year it feels like it's gotten longer, so much longer. Coming out of the Olympics with more and more events starting earlier. But you know, Joe, we're going to talk about some things uh, here in the closing segment. Uh, Club nationals that are going on right now. The under eighteen national championship starting this weekend and. Chaska and then certainly the Women's World Championship in Denmark over in Silkborg that I'll be making the trip starting Thursday night uh, over across the pond but Tyler George uh, new ambassador working for USA Curling in a in a kind of a dream role is what he told me in in Kalamazoo can't wait to bring that conversation coming up next but the Godfather and myself we will be back here on the Extraction Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network episode 20 don't go away you don't want to miss what we got coming up. All right, here we go. Continuing on the Extra and Podcast with the 12th In Sports Network. you know, Price Atkinson, and he is Tyler George. And Tyler George, the gold medalist, part of the, obviously, the Team Schuster gold medal uh, winning Olympic team. Boy, the journey, Tyler, for you guys, it just keeps on. But, man, welcome back in. It's great to kind of catch up on kind of this new role you got going. How are you, brother?
1: I'm good, man. Uh, busy man here. Uh, I thought I was busy when we were competing, but it's nothing compared to what we got going on right
2: now. <laughs> well, it, it, let's get into that uh, out of the gate, man, because it it has been just an incredibly a wild ride. You know, something that I know just, you know, you guys still kind of pinch yourself with everything going on. But you know, tell everybody. What exactly is your role? Because you're working in, as an ambassador for USA Curling, going out to different clubs around the country, promoting the game. You know, I know it's. I think it was kind of a dream job, is what you had mentioned to me. Uh, you know, back in Kalamazoo. Tell our listeners and tell everybody what it is you're doing, and, and kind of some of the roles and, and stuff you're, you've got going with it.
1: Yeah, uh, this uh, ambassador role that I've taken on with USA Curling. Uh, it's a project that uh, Rick Patsky and I have, uh, created. Uh, I pitched it to Rick, uh, last fall, and, uh, at the USCA on board. And basically they just shipped me around to different areas of the country where uh, we're trying to grow the sport. A lot of arena clubs, uh, uh, just where we see membership expanding and, uh, clubs trying to get the dedicated ice, especially, but really any, any area clubs, you know, if we can get two, three, in, in any given trip, it, it's not just necessarily the, uh, the smaller clubs. Uh, you know, I've done some stuff with, uh, with artsley up in new york and uh, uh some, some different clubs in connecticut and uh pennsylvania too but uh really anybody that wants a visit i mean we just kind of coordinate these trips and uh, it, it's it's really rewarding to uh to travel around and see the the growth of our sport and, and knowing that we had something to do with that with our success last february uh, it's really fulfilling for me and i when i met with rick uh, a couple of weeks ago just talking about the progress of the role and and possibly doing this more long-term. I told him that there's very few times in your life when you feel like you're doing exactly what you should be doing, and you are where you should be. And uh, and this role, for me, really makes me feel that way. And uh, winning the the gold medal kind of was step one, I thought. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't really mean anything unless you carry it on and and keep that enthusiasm going from the games. And instead of seeing that drop off in uh, energy and enthusiasm that we see from the Olympic bump, I think it's really important that we continue that momentum on right through into the next Olympics. And I think my role with USA currently is going to help do that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what are, what are some of the things that, that you hear from people in clubs and, you know, fans when you're out and about, I mean, you're in the local Boston area right now. I mean, you, you started the week in Phoenix. Now you're out in Boston. You know, What are the things that you hear? I mean, from people coast to coast.
1: I, I think it's really important to people that they feel like they have a, a literal connection to the Olympic team and to the USCA.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, on a
1: personal level, it's great for me to be able to thank people for their support during the Games. You know, every stop I have, I hear about the watch parties that that people had for the gold medal game uh, while we're out in Korea, and, and the stories that you get from people about how excited they were to watch and how they all, they'll always remember where they were when the game happened. Uh, it, it's really meaningful, again, on a personal level, but, but just seeing uh, the enthusiasm that these people have for the sport, you know, and and coming from a curling hotbed in the Midwest where Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Dakota, we've always had the most members, the most clubs. And now seeing that, you know, when I make these trips to States like California Texas, Florida, the Carolinas, Arizona, that the people that are running these clubs are the same people that we have in the Midwest, the same really energetic, enthusiastic people that, that are trying to grow the sport, and it's it's no different in any part of the country, and it really makes you feel excited about the future of our sport in the United States and the, the way that people are are carrying that banner and, and the same uh, energy that they bring to their club each and every day, uh, to get to see that firsthand and to be able to thank them for all their support and let them know that you know, USA Curling sees the effort that they're putting in and that we appreciate that if they need from us, you know, now they have, uh, you know, they through me and they they always feel like they have somebody that will listen if they need anything.
2: So, you know, take us through just real quick. I know the days are, are wall-to-wall with stuff, but, let, you know, you mentioned just the long, the hours and the time, you know, They've got you going every single place. No matter you came down here to to Palmetto, you were in Charlotte, um, you're up in Boston. I mean, you've been all over the place. What what are some of the things like you know on a day to day basis that you know as part of your role going into schools, uh, clinics? You know, what is a day like in this role for you?
1: Uh, it really depends on the club and the area. Uh-huh. Uh, I've done everything from meet and greets and open houses to learn to curl events to. Uh, clinics for club members a lot of junior events uh the school visits uh, uh this uh, this trip i'm on right now actually out in uh, the boston area the cape cod area uh, i visiting cape cod and marlboro curling clubs uh, this is through the world curling federation too so it's a separate tour uh where i make a couple of stops at daryl l of the, the world curling federation
2: oh
1: yeah and uh the yeah the, the number of things that uh, that we line up really it's you know, we try to pack the day as much as we possibly can and uh, right now we're in between uh, school visit one and two of of the day out in the Cape Cod area. And we had five yesterday. So I think we have eight total uh, throughout the two day span. And that's before we get to the on ice stuff that we start tonight. Uh, last night we did a rewatching you know, of the gold medal game where I got to give commentary, which is always a lot of fun, <laughs> give people in, insight into what we were thinking yep. uh, while we're playing the shots that we're playing. And, and uh, the, the people at the Cape Cod club are very knowledgeable about the sport. So it's, it's cool to talk to people that, uh, you know, you're not just, uh, you know, holding their hand through the process of the game. They're actually getting into the strategy of it at the same time, too. So there's a there's a really wide range of uh, curling aficionados and beginners, uh, club members that we get to hit with these stops. And uh, we we also get to help the clubs with their membership growth, too, when they do these open houses and learn the curls that I mentioned. Uh, we try to retain as many of those people as we can get in the door and. Uh, you know, having an Olympic gold medalist at an event like that certainly makes a difference for these clubs. Uh, so, I mean, really, it's whatever they want. It's it's one of those you know, when they say jump, you say how high type of things. Yep. and uh, And and we're happy to do that. And and it's really important to, that that these clubs know that they have a the helping hand in trying to get to that next level for membership or dedicated ice or whatever it is that they need.
2: All right, continuing on with Tyler George. You can follow him on Twitter at T George1323. You know, now working in an ambassador role for USA Curling. And, you know, Ty, you were, I think, what recently in Texas, maybe last week, uh, with Toyota, one of the new sponsors to come on board with USA Curling. You know, they've done some other stuff with uh, some of the other NGOs, uh, you know, around uh, the Olympic sports. But, you know, what does it mean having Toyota, uh, you know, on board and, you know, the chance to go down there and work with those guys?
1: Uh, it's a major step for usa curling uh when uh when rick Patsky uh, asked me to come down to to go to their headquarters for their olympic day uh that's that's a really exciting thing for us uh, mm-hmm. cor- when corporate sponsors come in that helps everybody Yep. so you know just to be able to go down there and shake some hands and thank them for their support and uh, and see uh what toyota is going to do for us support and meet other olympic athletes that are involved in the event uh it's it's a really exciting thing and uh i know rick's really excited about uh, the uh the progress we've made with those guys and hopefully keeping them through the Olympic quad and beyond. And and they're really uh, energetic about uh, what they can do for USA curling too. And there's a lot of good people involved with that company. And uh, I think this is going to be a long-term thing for us. And the more of those that we can get involved in, then the better it's going to be for everybody involved with USA curling.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Uh, you know, I've never asked you this as a friend, but I know listeners probably want to know, you know, and ask you all the time, when is Tyler George going to come back to the ice? Now, I know you're on the ice because, (laughs) and I got to say congratulations to you, your sister, Courtney, our our guy, Derek Benson, and then Jordan, who you guys qualify for the uh, mixed nationals coming up uh, here a little bit later this month in Denver, you know, but everybody, I'm sure you get asked, when will Tyler George, if and when, will he come back to, you know, elite curling is there a chance? If so, when might that happen?
1: Yeah, uh, as of now, I'm still happy
0: with the
1: retired price. Uh, that, that's the that's not the just the public answer. Yeah, if you ask me behind closed doors, I'd say the same thing. I'm with. You. Uh, I, I get asked that at pretty much every school we stop at too. Yeah. The kids always want to know if you are going to go for the next Olympics, and I actually had a girl stand up and point at me yesterday and say, "I want you to go win the next Olympics too." So. Uh, I got a little pressure on me now for the school kids, but uh, as of now, I'm happy where I'm at. If, if I decide I'm going to play again, uh, at least for this Olympic run, I know that that decision would probably have to come relatively soon. But uh, like I said, I mean, w- when you feel like you're doing something really important and, and you're right where you need to be, you know, yep. the, my role that I have with USA curling right now, I, th- I think is more important than anything I can do on the ice. And yep. As long as I continue to feel that way and people still want me to show up at these clubs for these appearances, then, then that's what I plan to do. Uh, but you just don't know with something like this. I mean, there's yep. a reason why bro. one day you wake up and you say, all right, I got to get back out there. It's time. Yep. And that day hasn't come for me at this point. Even uh, I can say when we played mixed, uh, I, I didn't put a whole lot of time into the prep for it. <laughs> but the morning I woke up for the first game, I was ready to beat somebody's butt. <laughs> and say so that, that switch turns real quick. Yeah. Uh, for for the long haul, for for training for the Olympics and everything, then uh, that that thought has hasn't crossed my mind as of yet. Uh, just with that feeling of wanting to be back out there and and putting the effort in that I know would be necessary to play. Yeah, uh, I've I've had a few nudges that direction, uh, but uh, I haven't fallen prey to, fall to him as of yet. Yeah. So so we'll see. I'll keep you updated on that. If there's any breaking news on that, I promise you'll be the first to know.
2: I'm sure I will. All right, Tyler. Before we let you go, I know we just got a couple more minutes as you're between stops here in Boston. But you know, as a big sports fan like myself, uh, you're a diehard. Uh, you know, certainly the Twin Cities and everything going on around the sports scene, the landscape there. You know, the the Wild, the the Twins, the Wolves, everything, the Vikes. But you know, the the Wild and sitting sitting in a nice playoff spot, the the Wolves are. uh uh, you know, trying to maybe find a way to, to backdoor themselves in maybe a seven or eight spot. But the Twins in spring training, man, are the Twins going to be the surprise team in Minnesota pro sports this year and make the playoffs?
1: Well, the great thing about coming off a season like they just had is expectations are pretty low. Yeah. But uh, they play in a division that has uh, three uh, subpar teams below them. And uh, the, the Indians have taken a step back from last year, too. So I mean, if there's a, a division where it'd be right for an opportunity like that, it would certainly be the AL central. Uh, I, I got a quick uh, shift over to, uh, to hockey too. You mentioned uh, the wild, <laughs> yep. uh, my buddy, uh, Jason Zucker, who I've been fortunate enough to, to meet through the circles we run through. Yep, I uh, got to see him in Nashville when I was out there a couple of weeks ago when they were playing and, uh, he he gave me another autograph stick for uh, for our charity event oh, at, cool. at Duluth the House of Hearts, and uh, last year the the stick was the top uh, fundraising item of anything that we had. And uh, Jason's always a very charitable guy; he's well known for that in Minnesota, and uh, he's a pillar of the community. So yep. uh, he's uh, he's made that donation again to help out our event. So thanks to Jason for that. And uh, yeah, anybody that wants to get in any online donations for the uh, especially for the celebrity. Uh, skins game that we play the one part that's streamed the one part we let the public see from that weekend uh happens uh friday afternoon of uh, march 22nd but you can go to hohduluth.com or i'm sorry hohduluth.org and uh and donate for who you want to see in the skins game uh if you want to see me or any of the other 32 celebrity skips that we have in the event uh all the money of course goes towards uh, project joy uh, the plies families foundation to feed hungry kids in the duluth area last year Raised enough money to feed every kid in the program for five months, wow. so we're hoping to get up to that level again. And, and any donations that we can get to the website, we surely appreciate it.
2: Yeah, you steal my thunder. Is that was the segue? My last question for you about how to make of, sure we got you, to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're a pro in so many ways, Tyler George. But you know that is something that as uh, we get ready to let you go, that is the the House of Hearts is is a is a project, or certainly Project Joy. It's an event. It's something that so many people, yourself, John, uh, so many people around Duluth and Minnesota curling and, you know, it attracts people from area. It's, It's something so many people are passionate about and look forward to every single spring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No question. Uh, the, the skips that are invited to it, enjoy it just as much as the participants. Uh, there's a reason why we call it Christmas in March, <laughs> but, uh, but everything that we put up on Twitter too, you, see, we hashtag it for the kids you yep. know, and that's, that's the, that's the important part. We get to see the direct results of what we do and, uh, it, it's, it's just such a meaningful thing for everybody yep. involved in the event. Saturday night's always the biggest tearjerker of the year with check presentation and the Plies family coming up front and the, yeah, it's, we're really excited for it. Thanks for putting up with me uh, this morning, just in yeah. between the stops here, I'm- I'm kind of all over the map and just trying to put sentences together at this point.
2: So uh, <laughs> well,
1: talking to you after talking to the school kids, it's a little different conversation. Yeah.
2: Well, I appreciate it, Tyler. Appreciate a few minutes there. I think the interesting thing about House of Hearts is we don't get a lot of the stories that come out of that weekend. Except <laughs> those things stay in Duluth. But look, man, we'll let you go. That's just by appreci- design, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear it. Look, look, thanks so much for a few minutes here, Tyler. It's always great to catch up with you, man. Can't wait to see you again soon. No problem, brother.
1: Thanks, Bryce. We'll talk
2: to you, man. There you go, Tyler George, right there, 2018 U.S. Olympian and gold medalist. Appreciate a few minutes with Ty as he's out and about there, making another stop in the Greater Boston area, out uh, on the Cape Cod uh, swing of things out there to the east of Boston. So, just once again, thanks to Tyler. When we come back, Joe and I will wrap this thing up right here on Episode 20 of the Extraction Extra Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network. All right, episode 20, we are cooking right along and cooking into our final segment here as I'm Price Atkinson, and that is the godfather himself, Joe Calabrese, back. Appreciate Tyler George in a few minutes with him, uh, getting to catch up on what he's doing, crisscrossing and traveling the country as he's out west right now, enjoying some fun in the sun in Arizona, but you know, Joe, uh, you and I were talking just a couple minutes ago and something we also wanted to hit on, too, wanted to save it for the closing segment. One of the other big events going on right now uh, over in Russia, the World Winter World University Games. Team Stopera uh, with a sub. Ben Richardson out. Alex Spencer in. Team USA, they had a rough outing over there. I believe um, you told me they mentioned, uh, what finished three and six. But, you know, uh, you know, a tough way for Team to pair and those guys really to finish out a year that had a lot of promise is Andrew's going to age out and the other three will still stay where they are. But the Winter World University games, I saw some really cool pictures. It did look like those guys had a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, you know, it's an interesting event. There's certainly a, a pretty big mix of the types of players that are super competitive type players, and then ones that maybe are not from countries that maybe are not as big curling powers. And even on the women's side, there wasn't even a team USA represented. So, um, on the men's side though, yeah, they finished three and six, uh, they beat Russia, Norway, um, and the UK and then, and had a number of losses sort of, uh, strung together in the middle that kind of doomed their fate. But, um, you know, I, I think there's a, a lot of good things to be said for this team. Stoper himself, um, hopefully he'll be uh, part of a men's team uh, in the not-too-distant future, and uh, we'll be uh, shaking things up at Nationals and Worlds uh, soon to come.
2: All right, uh, also, as we are talking right now, the club nationals, Joe, going on right now in Lakeville, Minnesota. It's a couple familiar names, what Anne uh competing there, but things are going on straight through the week. Uh, give me a little bit of an up, uh, update in our listeners. What's going on there?
3: Yeah, take a look quickly at the women's side, and you talked about Arizona. There's two teams from Arizona. They're both two and one. Yep. Uh, the only team doing better than them is... Uh, and they, we're recording this on Monday. So uh, <laughs> Duluth at three and O. So, um, you know, the, the women's side is real interesting and Swiss at two and one, a lot of teams with winning records there. Um, you know, the GNCC rep, uh, Patricia Hefner yet to get a win, but you know, I, I feel those wins are right around the corner for them. Uh, over on the men's side, uh, Ivo Petrov uh, from the GNCC, 2-1, and one. Bob Leclerc, 2-1 and one from Arizona. There's something in the water in Arizona, it seems like, for this club, Nationals. And then uh, Wisconsin, uh, Dan Shaley, 3-1. So those are your top teams right now. Mark Wilmert, 2-1. and one. Um, Really, the only team that's looking for a win is out in Seattle, John Shoesmith. So um, things could get bunched up there, and, and we may see some tiebreakers. You never know.
2: Yeah, good to see Ryan Berg uh, skipping the uh, Fargo Moorhead team. They're two and two, but yeah, that's got uh, got a ways to go early uh, early in the week at the Club Nationals there in Lakeville, Minnesota. Joe, another championship uh, getting ready to get going this weekend. The under eighteen national championship going to be held at the Chaska Curling Club and. You know, how about Sam Strauss, boy, he's made the championship circuit or will have made the championship circuit pretty much complete after he skips his team uh this weekend there in Chasco.
3: Yeah, you know, everybody loved the Sam Strauss drink when at, when they were at Nationals, uh, certainly we are we sort of know that team is the team that had the uh player with the uh, mitt in his mouth. Um uh, but uh you know, they learned a lot there and I I would certainly suspect that they're going to be one of the uh favorites going into this event. Um you know, and then you've got uh delaney strauss on the women's side so um real interesting to sort of see uh how that kind of works itself out
2: yeah if you want to uh, take a poll right now on the usa curling site usacurl.org online at their website you can vote on which team you think will win the boys and girls division of under 18 nationals and no shock right now looks like sam strauss right now is a runaway winner at over 40 percent joe to uh the pick to win, but uh, you know certainly good luck to all the teams that are going to be playing there in Chaska this weekend. The biggie, I guess, really coming up, uh, you know, starting this weekend is where I'm going to be headed over to, and that's over in Silkport, Denmark, Joe, and that's going to be uh, the the 2019 Women's World Curling Championship, and that's going to see Team USA's Jamie Sinclair is going to be the representative for the Stars and Stripes in a 13 team field. I think probably on paper, I would certainly go uh, and probably put uh, a co-favorite, maybe uh, with Anna Hasselberg from Sweden, and then maybe Chelsea Carey, uh, you know, who won the Scotties from Canada. You can never count the Canadians out, you know. And then I don't think there's any way to count out Silvana Tirinzoni, who's going to be skipping the uh, the team from Switzerland. Still, what's going to be an outstanding event. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't mention also Sobey Jackson, who upset Eve Muirhead in the uh, the Scottish Nationals. They will be representing Scotland. And, of course, Minji Kim from Korea, uh, one of the top teams in the world, but just still a junior team, if you can even believe that. But going to be a big event over in Silkboard, Joe.
3: Yeah, you know, I definitely would – look at that Sophie Jackson rank is one to watch out for. I definitely think that they're peaking at the right time and uh, you never know what might happen, but I I think you've broken that down pretty well. I mean, certainly a stacked group of teams here uh, heading into women's worlds as as you would expect.
2: Yep. Alina Kovaleva is going to, uh, is going to be skipping the team from Russia. Here's one thing uh, I don't get. I still don't understand how and why Russia does their, you know, their national this way, but they basically do a best of seven, um, that's how they do it. It's basically a best of seven head to head, and they beat Anna Sidorova. Did Alina Kovaleva's rank? Uh, so that's how they got to national. Certainly, uh, I just think it's an odd way to do it. Chinese will be a team that you never know what uh, the Chinese might bring. I'm not really familiar. Uh, with this team from China who's going to be playing. It's going to be her uh, first time skipping, Ru Wang. Uh, Madeline DuPont's another player who's been around for a long time and certainly playing for the host country of Denmark in her 11th World Championship appearance. I wouldn't necessarily count out the home team uh, when it comes to uh, Denmark and Madeline DuPont, uh, the kind of experience she's had either, Joe.
3: Yeah, there's certainly something to be said for home ice advantage. I certainly know that. Playing in events in my home club always makes me feel more comfortable, and I would suspect that playing in her home country uh, is going to make her feel just as comfortable.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Joe. Uh, I guess before we get out of here, uh, real quick, uh, I don't know if you got a couple parting shots, but you now I've seen your Buffalo Bills in the news. <laughs> I knew this was coming uh, up. I, you know, was it the shortest uh, career ever for a Buffalo Bill that Antonio Brown was maybe there for a cup of coffee?
3: It's so funny that you mentioned this because when um about a week ago I started thinking, well, geez, you know, maybe they're so desperate they would trade him to Buffalo. And uh, you know, I think they were willing to do it. I just don't think Brown was willing to come. Now, now we made up for a price. I don't know if you saw this today, but we we signed Frank Gore. I mean, 34-year-old running back Frank Gore to a one-year, two million dollar contract. I don't know how to I don't know how anybody's going to compete with that.
2: No, the old what, the oldest running back in the league or the most experienced <laughs> we, running back in the league? We have the two
3: oldest running backs in the league, I think, at this point. We oh. have LaShawn McCoy and we've got Frank Gore.
2: Wow. Well, you know, you got to do something when you're a bottom feeder and you're trying to get back to the playoffs. <laughs> you know, it's true. Still, I mean, better than my Carolina Panthers, who aren't going to do a single thing. And know uh, I guess really when you come out of free agency and you look at this thing, any big surprises, I guess, overall,
3: uh, I guess, uh, Jacksonville picking up, uh, Oh geez, the quarterback from Nick Foles. Foles, Thank you. $22 million for a year for Nick Foles. Like I'm going to start training my son to start throwing a football. Cause like Nick Foles ain't that good. And, uh, $22 million. (laughs) It's that's a lot of money. So, uh, Joseph, start picking up that football. We're going to get out in the driveway pretty soon.
2: All right, Joe, uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Get out of here a little bit early. Again, appreciate Tyler George uh, joining us in the last segment. And uh, it's good to get back on the air with you and do another of the Extra Extra in podcasts. Again, episode 20. If you've missed any of our previous episodes, make sure you go back. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, Go to the Apple uh, iTunes app on your uh on your smartphone. Uh just search extra extra in. You will find us. If you're an Android user, you can use the Stitcher or Google Play app. Multitudes of different ways that you can listen to us. You, of course you can just go right there on your desktop, T-E-S N dot US forward slash podcast Joe. Many, many ways that you can listen to us every week, but with this episode number 20 in the books. There's a lot of content if you want to wet your whistle and go back and uh, catch some of the stuff we've done uh, previously already this year. And what we'll have coming up is, again, as I mentioned, I'll be over in Denmark, and I'm going to bring a couple podcasts. They might be a little bit shorter, might be a little bit tighter, but bring you some uh, some of the, kind of the feel, of what's going on over there at the Women's World Championships before the attention turns to Lethbridge in the Men's World Championships a couple weeks after that, Joe. But, you know, always good to do this with you every week. It's something I look forward to. I hope our listeners enjoy it, Joe and certainly if you if you our listeners like what we do give us a rating when you go to the apple podcast app uh, give us uh, five stars give us four give us whatever you'd like Uh, it just makes it easier for others to find us uh, when you give us a, a rating
3: and a review right there but joe it's always good to do it with you my friend Absolutely, Price. Thanks so much, and, and safe travels out there. Make sure that met, you ask Madeline DuPont about uh, the Frank Gore signing. It's important to me. I need to know her opinion about that.
2: <laughs> I, I will definitely make sure she gives me a uh, an A, B, C, or D grade. I don't think she'll go F because she won't know. You can't you can't grade an F if you don't know anything about the team you're talking about. But we'll get, uh, I'll get. I will make sure to get some sound for next week's podcast. But that'll do it here. Appreciate everybody listening. To episode 20 in the books. We will see you next week right here on the Extra Action Podcast with the 12th Insta. Sports Network.
1: Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with Price Atkinson and Joe Calabrese. Follow the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, guests, and for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In Podcast.